Welcome to Walking Together, a podcast all about encouraging each other as we follow Jesus together. I'm your host, Dennis Lavelle. Let's start walking. A while back, our local McDonald's ran a campaign to attract more customers. So they dropped the price of a cheeseburger to only one euro, which made it cheaper than the hamburger, which was a euro 25. So Laura and I go in and I order a cheeseburger without cheese. And so the lady says, so you want a hamburger? I said, no, no, I want a cheeseburger, but without cheese. Mm, so you want a hamburger? Mm, so you want a hamburger? No, no, the cheeseburgers are on sale, but I don't want the cheese. And no matter how I tried to communicate that I wanted the product on sale, but without cheese, she just couldn't get that. And so finally, a manager had to come over, and I explained simply that I only wanted to pay one euro for the burger, and the cheeseburger was cheaper, but I didn't want the cheese. And right away, the manager understood my dilemma because she took the time to listen. But learning how to be a good listener is hard sometimes. And this was the problem in Isaiah's day. They were listening, but they were listening to a voice other than God's. And in Isaiah chapter 30, verses 20 and 21, Isaiah writes, And though the Lord give you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, so there's going to be some difficult times that are coming. And he goes on to say that your eyes shall see your teacher and your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it when you turn to the right or when you turn to the left. And as I was reading that, my attention was captivated by the words behind you. Somehow we have it firmly rooted in our minds that God is always out in front leading us as if he takes a step and then waits for us to catch up. But have you ever paused to consider the thought that sometimes God is pushing us from behind? When you raise your kids, in the beginning, your goal is to lead your kids. You help them by making the right and morally healthy decisions for them. But as they grow, there comes a point where you have to begin letting them make their own decisions. And this is an uncomfortable time in parenting. But it's a purposeful strategy because we want to give them a push from behind instead of leading them. Well, why? Well, they have to start making wise choices on their own. You remember the Israelites when they were wandering around in the desert? God was gracious and he sent a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night to lead them. And so the instructions really weren't hard. When the cloud turned right, they turned right. If the cloud went forward, it went forward. When the cloud stopped, they set up their tents and they camped out until the cloud moved again. But you'll remember that the cloud purposefully led them to a dead end. You can go back and read it. And that dead end was the Red Sea. Pharaoh and his army were closing in fast. Then something happened that only God could do. The pillar that had been leading them created an impenetrable barrier. Matter of fact, God created daytime for the Israelites on the one side of the cloud 
and nighttime for the Egyptians on the other side. And it was not only for their protection, but it was to show them that faith was going to play a big factor in the next step. And that was walking across the Red Sea on dry land. So by backing them into a corner, God essentially pushed them to do something that didn't make sense to them. And God tells Moses, go forward. Forward? (laughs) If I was Moses, I'd be thinking, "Uh, apparently you're not seeing the same thing I'm seeing, God. The Red Sea is in front of us. The desert is to our left and our right. And Pharaoh's army is right behind us. (laughs) Forward? Forward? Really? Okay, if you say so, God. And so they go forward, even though it wasn't logical to anybody. Have you ever done something that didn't make sense to anybody else, but you knew God led you to do it? You see, when God speaks from behind you, he's urging you to take a step of faith, not really knowing where you're going. After all, if you have all the information ahead of time, it's really not faith, is it? And you may be stepping out into the unknown, and you may need to accept the fact that God is pushing you to start. But as you go, you need to listen carefully to that voice behind you that's saying, hey, this is the way. Walk that way. And the Bible is full of people who stepped into the unknown when God prompted them to do that. And one of the most depressing yet motivational example of this is found in Genesis chapter 11, verses 31 and 32. And it tells us that Terah took Abram, his son, and Lot, the son of Haran, his grandson, and Sarai, his son Abram's wife. And so they leave from Ur to move to Canaan. But when they came to the city of Haran, they settled there. And in verse 32, it says that the days of Terah were 205 years, and Terah died in Haran. Now, Terah, Abraham's father, packs up the family, and the goal is to move to Canaan. Well, why? Well, when Stephen is preaching his sermon in Acts chapter 7, He says, the glory of God appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia, so that's Ur, before he lived in Haran. So now we know that Abraham told his father Terah, look, God has appeared to me and we need to move to Canaan. So they pack up the house, he goes to U-Haul and rents a couple of camels And off they go in obedience to God's command. And when they get to Haran, which is about halfway if you're looking at a map, Terah stops. Terah, Abraham's dad, decides, that's it. I'm not going any further. And the Bible says he dwelt there. In other words, he settled there. And those words simply mean that he became satisfied with less than God's best for him. And here's the problem. This guy actually had plenty of time to get to Canaan. He lived 205 years, and the Bible says he died in Haran. 
I, I think I would love to live to 205 years. I mean, sign me up for whatever vitamin or smoothie that I need to drink to get me to 205. But Tara had plenty of time to get to Canaan. But listen, for over 100 years, he chose not to move forward. And we only know a little bit about Abraham's father. But Joshua tells us that he was an idolater in Ur. And somewhere along the line, Abram's faith was negatively impacted by his dad. In other words, family got in the way. God told him that he would need to leave his family to follow God's plan. But his daddy stopped in Haran, and so did Abram. Now, after Terah dies, Abram is back on track, and he finally gets to Canaan, and now the whole area is in the middle of a big famine. <laughs> Unreal. So what does he do? Well, he goes back to U-Haul and rents a couple more camels and moves to Egypt. Now, think about this for a second. Had he obeyed and not delayed in Haran for such a long time, and he'd gotten there earlier, my guess is that he would have already been well-established, and there's a very good possibility that he wouldn't have had to go down to Egypt, which is, by the way, where he picks up an Egyptian handmaid by the name of Hagar, and, well, you know the end result of that. And the tension between the descendants of his two children is the headline of every news organization in the world right now. You see, Abram listened to the voice behind him, but not enough to allow family to get in the way of what God wanted him to do. Abram listened to the voice behind him, but not enough for him to wait for God's timing to bring Isaac into the world. And let's be honest, we're much better at ignoring God's voice than listening to his voice. We're much better at listening to the voices of the people around us than his voice. So let me encourage you today, don't be like Abram's daddy who got stuck halfway Listen for the voice behind you that is pushing you forward in your walk with the Lord. Don't let your family or those around you make you stop halfway in Haran. You see, every day God is pushing you and he's pushing me into areas we don't necessarily want to go or into arenas that we don't understand. But that's all part of walking with him. And it all boils down to one question. Do we really trust him? Or are we looking at our circumstances and what makes sense and what's logical instead of trusting him by faith? Don't listen to the voices around you, but rather listen to the voice behind you that continually says, go on, go forward, you can trust me. And of course, you always can. Well, thanks for joining me today. If you would be so kind as to give the podcast a five-star review. Now, not all podcast platforms allow you to leave a review. So if not, share the link with a friend. And today, listen to the voice behind you, pushing you to do more for God's kingdom. You'll be glad you did. Until next time, keep walking with the Lord.